Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Glad to be with you guys. I've got my other head coach with me, my other head coach, my other head coach, director of client success, Joey uh, Wilder is with me as well. He'll be on here shortly. And uh, we're going to get started on this topic. Uh, today's topic is what to do if you're doing all the work, but your wife isn't either. So what I want to do today is specifically kind of give you guys uh, some frameworks to be thinking around uh, when it comes to uh, this topic. Now, at the same time, if you have questions, um, as my support guy put in there, you can drop it in the chat. We'll go along with it. I don't know if I'll have time to get to all of your questions, but definitely this is the opportunity. If you want to have questions with me, uh, this is this is the best place to do it. So um, without further ado, let's talk about the work. Now, a lot of times when we talk to you guys um, on the phone and they're, they're thinking about coming in to thrive, um, their question to us is, well, what if I do all this work and she doesn't do all the work? Now what? And this is a big deal because I think a lot of times men, specifically when it comes to emotional work, are really hesitant to do the work because they're afraid that if I do this, what changes will that mean inside of me that A, either I'll be embarrassed about or B, I won't know what to do with. And the reason I say that is because um, a lot of guys imagine themselves going through our work and becoming basically boohoo cryhearts, where they're just like all of a sudden now they've gone through emotional work and they're just like just soft and sensitive and just, you know, they're just going through life and like, like as if we teach you to kiss butterflies and, and shit unicorns. I don't fucking know. But that's what men think of when they think of emotional work. And that means, well, if I do that, how can I be a tough guy on the job who doesn't give a fuck about anything, is a roughneck, but like you've got this soft side to you. So I want to kind of bridge the gap with that. So, um, you know, I grew up with a dad who is very hard. Uh, he grew up in the Depression in Puerto Rico, moved to the United States, came over on uh, through, uh, what is it, the Ferris? Uh, I forgot the actual ship, but um, he, he came over to Ellis Island. That's, that's what it is twice actually back in the fifties. And, uh, he was an older man by the time he had me. So by the time he had me, he was in his fifties. And you can imagine someone who grew up hard like that was obviously very hard on me. And so I understand the, the hard side of that. The problem was he didn't understand his emotions and didn't know how to communicate. Uh, didn't really have, he didn't know how to connect with people, with men, especially on a deeper level. Um, he was always very, uh, dysfunctional. Um, he was abusive. He was emotionally abusive. He uh, was verbally abusive. All kinds of things came out of that because of his lack of own work. So we're not here to talk about how bad my dad was, but so that I want you to understand that I, I get it when, when you're like, man, I'm, I got a hard job. I'm a hard worker. How can I do emotional work? And what does that look like for my wife? So I want to address this part first before we talk about the wife. Here's the thing is that emotional work just means that you come to a place of healing within yourself where you can finally be free, where you can finally be free. Uh, how many of you, when you go to work and you're around the other dudes at work, actually feel like you're yourself? I would, I would bet most of you deep down, though, 
don't actually are, are actually not yourself. And what I mean by that is you're more comfortable, but not actually yourself. So yourself is actually feeling things right now specifically that you can't talk about or that you won't talk about or whatever, right? And so you come to a group like this and you divulge everything and you you give all the stuff. But when you're around your work buddies, you got to act a certain way. You got to do a certain thing. You can't cry. You can't be emotional. Why? Because we're afraid that they'll make fun of us. We're afraid that will look like something that we're not. We want to be the tough guy. We want to be the guy that has it all together, that has all the answers. But in reality, we're not. And so we we create this frame within ourselves that goes, well, gosh, I'm this emotionally stunted man. And if I become emotionally growth, what does that mean to everyone? It's not just my wife. What does that mean to everyone around me? And that's the frame that I want you to start with. Because if you can't control and navigate that frame, you sure as hell ain't going to control and navigate the frame of your wife and what she thinks. And so here's the context, right? Is you have to look at number one, what is the actual work that you are doing or that you will do or that enter into do that is going to cause some sort of change. Now, when I talked about this a second ago, what I was talking about was, was where guys start to get in touch with their emotions, right? And this is the common thing. It's like, now we're all going to sit around and sing Kumbaya and cry and all this other shit. And like, maybe that's some of it for some of you, but the reality is that's it's not always going to be the thing. No one's asking you to change your temperament. No one's asking you to become just this cry boy, cry baby, boohoo all the time, upset about all these things and just sensitive and soft and snowflake and whatever, whatever other term you can come up with all that. No one's asking to become that. What we're asking to become is real men who have real emotions, who are challenged by those emotions and are honest and vulnerable with those emotions. That's the first thing. The work that we're calling you to do, that we're asking you to do, whether it's in Thrive or a five-day challenge or a free Facebook group, whatever, we are calling men to come to the table and say, I'm going to be honest and vulnerable with my feelings and emotions. Now you say, well, gosh, Mark, you say all that, but then you don't let us vent. <laughs> That's because what I found is that when men vent, they lose the power and control they need to actually grow. See, it's kind of like a release valve, right? If you allow something to build up pressure, 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 and you release the entire valve and you allow that pressure to release, now there's nothing left. There's no other pressure left. And this is what we see all the time is guys will come in and they will start venting, 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 and they get rid of all the pressure that was necessary in order for them to grow into the next level of man they're supposed to become. And that's super important. Joey just said venting is utter bullshit. Joey, tell me more about that. Yeah, um, I think you said it yourself in terms of releasing that pressure. Diamonds are formed under pressure and it's necessary to not only get to that next level, but harness that and use it in a way that's progressive for you. In my experience and in yours as well, venting does nothing aside from relieve momentary pressure. It does nothing to move your life forward. It does nothing to move the needle closer to where you want to be. And I have a few guys on here, like I've got Robbie Easthouse, who's been with us for a, a couple years now, and I'm sure he can attest like venting does nothing. And there's been times where maybe he had showed up venting. And I think I asked him something like, now, what did that actually do for you? And he agreed. He was like, fucking nothing. It released it for a moment, but does nothing to get you closer to where you want to be. And realistically, misery loves company. We're not here to accompany you in your misery. We're here to point you in the right direction and apply pressure when it's necessary this pressure that guys are feeling, it's crucial to enable them to step into the man that they've always ideated around, but have not quite 
actualized. So this, there's a difference between applied pressure and just the pressure of pain. Um, both serve a purpose though. Yeah. And I think it's important to, to recognize the fact that, you know, a lot of times when we, when we use the word venting, what we're talking about is just uh, verbal vomiting, if you will. Right. Just, 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 just saying all the yeah. shit, going to the Facebook group, just, just, just allowing all this shit to go out. And what we're not talking about is, is where there's a healthy place of like, for example, if you're in therapy and you're doing cognitive behavioral therapy, where you're talking through it with a professional, there is some value in some of that. So I, I don't want to sit here and say, there's no value in, in, in releasing some of the pressure. But what we find is, is that most men don't have a control valve and they don't know how to turn it off or turn it down. So it's just a trickle. So for example, if you get on with my team, we don't need your 10 year backstory of how all this shit happened in your marriage for us to tell you what's going on. What, what we need are some basic facts, some understandings of things. And from that, we can help you then create a solution that's going to get you what you need to move forward. That's it. We don't need 10 years of backstory. That doesn't tell us anything. In fact, that actually overwhelms you and the team because we can only focus on one thing at a time. And coaching, especially, we can only focus on one thing at a time. That's where we're different from, uh, you know, where therapy is about, you know, going wherever you want to go and it's, it's self-led and, and a therapist there just to guide you and all this stuff. That's not what we do. What we do is very much geared towards showing you where you should go based upon what you've told us, what you want out of life. And we have the steps planned out. We've done this with over 500 men and thrive and 3000 total. Uh, Gene Martinez says, what should the man do when the woman says all this you're doing now is you trying to control me and disguising the real you. You're not really changing. That's a, it's a great question. I'm actually going to interrupt what I'm saying to actually, uh, to do this. So John, um, essentially what you're saying is your wife is calling you out and is basically saying you're doing this to manipulate me essentially. And, um, there's a good, there's a good, uh, good chance you are. It's very good possibility that you are. Um, we don't really know. I don't know your situation. Um, and, and it doesn't really matter. The fact is you check your own heart. You have to check your own motivation and decide, am I doing this for her or am I doing this for me? Because if you're doing it for you, it doesn't matter what she says. If you're doing it for you, it doesn't matter uh, whether or not she sees it or not. And that, that kind of brings me sort of to my next point is what is the purpose of the work? What is the purpose of working on yourself? What is the purpose of doing this? And again, we have guys come in all the time, like, man, I'm, I'm working on, I'm working on myself. Like, what is, what do you mean by working? Or so, well, I'm going to the gym, losing weight. You know, I'm reading some books, doing some YouTube. That's great, man. You're, you're taking in knowledge. That's, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad you're taking in knowledge, but knowledge is like the baseline level here. Like what we're talking about is transformation. Transformation happens under pressure. And that's the pressure we were just talking about, right? Is that you can't transform if you're constantly venting all your shit out. If you're constantly letting go and releasing all the pressure, there's no room left for transformation. You can't grow through that. You can go through it, but you damn sure can't grow through it. Why? Because there's a release valve, right? And every time you let that release valve go without actually harnessing it and putting it to action, you don't transform. You don't transform. What you do is you feel better and I feel more relaxed. I don't feel as in pain. All that stuff happens because what we do is we end up burying all the shit. So we end up not doing the work. What's what's a, probably a pet peeve or most annoying thing to me is when I see a guy who's like, comes in, he's in pain. He's just, oh, worse, the end of the world. All this shit happens. And he does the work by like reading some blogs and like listening to my podcast and he applies some of the stuff. And suddenly his wife leans back in and they have sex together. And he's like, yeah, it worked. It worked, man. I did the work and it's all good. And, and everything's great now. And she's back 
we're, we're all together now and all this, all this stuff. And it's like, what that dude, the work has just begun. Are you kidding me? Like you haven't done shit. And just because you have sex together, doesn't mean the marriage is fine. There's guys that are contested that are on this call, even that maybe have been around for a while where it's like, you have that moment, you have sex. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah. Because you guys were married. So sex hopefully was good for you at one point. You have that sexual encounter, and then you think, man, everything's good. Why? Because men think with their penises. We don't think with our hearts. <laughs> we don't think with our heads. We think with the wrong head, and that is the penis head, right? We're like, we yeah. ejaculated. It's good. You get all those warm, goody feelings. Everything's nice. But in the end, the reality is nothing changed, right? And so here's this is this is why we're at here, is that we want men to do the work. Uh, we, we can't ask you to uh, manipulate her. We can't ask you to do anything but do the work on you. So that's the question you have to ask yourself before you can get further into this conversation is what is the purpose of the work that you're doing? Are you just trying to win her back or are you doing it for you? Now, again, this, this, is, the, this is the conversation around a man who's thinking about joining Thrive or thinking about doing the work that we do in Empowered Man. And he's concerned that if I do the work, I'm going to leave her in the dust. You have to ask yourself, am I doing this for her or am I doing this for me, Joey, what you got on that? I think in reference to, am I doing this for her? Or am I doing this for me? Is the right question to ask. Because realistically, there's nothing you can do to change your wife. You can't manipulate her. You can't love her enough. You can't you try to love. Yeah, you can try. And maybe you'll get that. Uh, maybe you'll get the win of like having sex. Um, but it doesn't mean that you're navigating your way back together. I mean, I have men tell me all the time, man, our marriage is in shambles, but we're having sex. And I tell them that doesn't mean shit. Realistically, when guys start doing the work for them and they stop hitting the she button and start hitting the me button, they realize that the goal of this is to understand that you'll be okay regardless of what happens. Yeah. And if you don't feel that, then it's clear that the work needs to be done I can empathize for the men that say they are standing for the marriage, but really the catch is you need to create a new marriage because everything that led you to here in this exact moment, if here is not where you want to be, that's a firm indicator that everything you've done up until now has not gotten you where you want. So you need to do something different. You need to start showing up differently. You need to speak differently. And when guys recognize that they're not only the problem, but they're also the solution you win. That's what it's yeah. about. What, when you say that guys are the problem, I mean, that's kind of offensive, right? Like, yeah, the, it should be know, guys getting cheated on and, and all of that. I mean, when you say he's the problem, like what the fuck, man, like that's kicking a guy in the nuts when he's down. Right. Damn. Yeah. Sometimes you need to be hit when you're down to really see what you're made of, but it's the truth because when I started taking ownership over the things that were, my contribution to the relationship hurdles that I ran into, it not only felt liberating, but it felt empowering because those are things I can actually control. Those are things that come on my shoulders. When I started owning my own shit, it really polarized the things that led us here that were connected to me. Now, realistically, someone can only meet you on the level that they've, meet, that they've met themselves on. So if you haven't done any work, you're just showing up as the same man you were five, 10 years ago, 15 years ago in the marriage. And realistically, if the problems in your marriage are really polarizing, 
that this is do or die, it's time to start showing up differently. Because let me take a step back. When we recognize the problems that we've contributed to the marriage, it allows us to zoom in on a focal point and start doing the work from there. When we're constantly putting the onus on others, like, well, she did this, she did this, she did this. That doesn't matter because there's nothing that we can do to manipulate or control her or love her enough to make her want to be with you. You need to be a man that's actually admirable, who shows up and who really takes ownership over his own faults, not a man who hits the blame button and who feels shame and who just kind of plays a game at the end of it. Yeah. And, and I want to speak to that too, because I, I, most guys here probably don't know your story or my story. And, and, and a lot of times like guys will judge rush to judgment of I'm just some guy with what do they say? Raccoon eyes and overweight and acne or whatever the fuck they say about me on my ads. Uh, and, and I'm full of shit and I don't love people and I just want money, whatever. But besides that, um, <laughs> they don't know what I've experienced and they don't know what you've experienced and, and the shit you and I have walked through together, even um, in your journey specifically. Uh, but this this thing, as much as it hurts, as much as it hurts, the fact is, is that we understand what you're experiencing and we understand where it's coming from. We understand why. But but I want to I want to make it empathetically enough to where you under, know that we understand and that while we understand, we at the same time understand the solution. And it's easy to get caught up in the but this happened to me. And all the, what I call external pain. And there's a difference. I do a training on this, um, on the difference between external pain and internal pain. External pain is pain that happens to you. Internal pain happens inside of you. And what happens is a lot of guys will come into our world, our ecosystem, if you will. And they will start talking about the external pain of their wife, leaving them. They will talk about the pain of what is happening to them, their wife, rejecting them, their wife, leaving them and, and cheating on them and all these things. That's all external pain. And the reason I say it's external pain, because it's pain outside of your control. It's pain outside of what you can stop or whatever. But the reason we go into internal pain is because that pain triggers the internal pain that you've never dealt with, that you've never actually understood. Rejection, abandonment, et cetera. I've told this story before many times, but when my ex-wife was cheating on me, I had cried and I cried and I cried and all this shit was coming out. And it was like, suddenly one night, it just fucking hit me where it was like, oh my gosh, I feel right now the exact same way I felt when I was a 15 year old boy watching my dad die in a ventilator. Mm. And, and, and that abandonment that I felt at that time in my life at 15 years old, carried with me into my marriage, carried with me to be a 35, 38 year old man, whatever it was at the time, to a point where I felt that abandonment from her as a reminder of the abandonment that was already left inside of me that I had not dealt with. And so that's why what we do, the work and thrive is so fucking powerful because we don't have to do therapy necessarily. What we do is bring to the surface things that you didn't even know were there, that you're able to then heal through because of the exercise we give you that are really simple, yet powerful and profound. And the guys around here are just shaking their heads. Yes, that have been through thrive, know what I'm talking about, where it's like, we're not asking you to do like 10 years of deep work, but sometimes one exercise can erase three years of therapy or counseling. Some of them have been through because you're able to come to grips with the shit that you have dealt with and, and letting go of the marriage and as it was so that you can either create a new marriage or move on. See a couple of yeah. uh, statements here. Any suggestions on how to protect yourself from toxicity, emotional abuse? Thanks, Joe. I'm trying to show that I'm changing, creating a new marriage. 
context of yeah, BPD. <laughs> yeah. BPD. That's what my ex-wife had. Um, mm-hmm. very familiar with it. Um, so essentially, if you're um wanting to understand how to protect yourself from toxicity, the biggest thing is, as Joey said, with boundaries. Um, what happens though is that those boundaries will cause a conflict within her because she doesn't know how to handle them. Uh, if she has BPD specifically, um, borderline personality disorder specifically is a really hard thing. A lot more women are getting diagnosed with it on, on the regular, um, has a lot to do with childhood trauma. They really, a, a lot of therapists don't even understand where it comes from. My belief is it is more of a result of childhood trauma that's undealt with, especially sexual trauma, um, that girls go through at a young age, um, when they've experienced family incest, things like that. Um, it creates a big fear of abandonment inside of them, um, and, uh, you know, so I understand it pretty well, uh, for, for, for boundaries sake. Yeah. You definitely have to have boundaries, but those boundaries are going to conflict with her own, um, self-being, uh, meaning that if she already fears abandonment, you putting up boundaries are gonna make her feel even more abandoned. So it's almost like you're already a loss just by starting out, trying to do that. Um, those boundaries, you know, exactly like for are protecting you. Um, if you don't have boundaries in place, um, you're going to continue to get walked all over. Uh, there's quite a few good resource books. Uh, around the subject, uh, you know, think one of them is called uh, "Walking on Eggshells." Uh, there's a couple of authors that write books around it. Personally, I decided at that moment, once she was, um, you know, diagnosed with BPD, that I was already kind of on the way out, and it was she was diagnosed because of a domestic violence incident that had occurred, and so she went and got diagnosed with it. And at that point, I made the decision uh, that I wasn't going to stay, um, and not because she had BPD, it was because I did not see the desire inside of her to change, and so. Um, I never blame at all uh, my ex-wife on me moving on. Uh, I, I look at it as I fully was unable to put boundaries in place, keep boundaries in place that kept both of us safe. And I didn't have the ability to do it. And it was causing so much destruction with my children. Um, they were witnessing abuse. They were witnessing domestic violence. And it just didn't make sense for me to stick around. So, yeah, Jim, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. Mark, I do have to thank you. Sorry, listening and following Empowered Man last year when my wife left, actually saying, can I could sell myself out and maybe be the man she wanted me to be. However, either way, it wasn't going to keep her. I had to decide what man and direction I want to go in. Yep, exactly. Ryan K, I physically felt the pain when my wife told me she doesn't love me anymore. And I don't know how to handle it because I heard, had the emotional intelligence of a 12 year old. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's, that's the thing, Ryan is that's the work we're calling you to man is that a, a lot of men here look like men on the outside, but we feel like little boys inside when this situation happens it generally will bring you back to that internal pain, that arrested development inside your own masculine soul. Um, It's the place where we need to be fathered. It's the place where, where another man can come in and bring masculine energy into a healthy place, not taking advantage of you. And this is where so many men are scared to come in to thrive is because they don't want another man taking advantage of them. They were already taken advantage of by their father. Some of you were sexually abused by your own fathers. Your uncles were, were molested, whatever. Like there's so much shit that this world has seen. And that some of you men have seen, I can't even fathom that stuff. Okay. I, I pray for you. My soul and my heart goes out to you. But at the same time, you have to be able to take a step forward. At some point in your life, you have to choose that, you know what, there's other men out here that aren't just trying to abuse me, that aren't just trying to take advantage of me, they give a fuck about me, they want to see me grow, they want to see me become the kind of man that I know that I can be, and I'm going to take that chance and take that shot. Um, but dude, I, I feel that, man. I, that, that physical pain, um, I would feel it in my back all the time. Uh, I feel it, I felt it in my stomach. I can almost even feel it right now, just even talking about what I experienced. Um, but a lot of it's gone. I would say 98% of it's gone because of the work that I did. Um, and it's important to do this work, man. This work is not about 
her. That's why we say this work is about you, regardless of the outcome. Um, so here's here's the thing, right? Is that number one, the work is for you. And number two, her changes or lack thereof have nothing to do with you. Her changes have nothing to do with you. Some of you come on and you're like, how do I control her changes? How do I get her to go to therapy? How do I get her to go to counseling? How do I get her to see that she's a nasty bitch? How do I, you can't. Here's the best thing that you can ever do to someone who is harming you as you do good unto them. And I don't mean like you go out of your way to serve them and be kind and all that stuff. What I'm saying is that you just be you. You be kind, you enjoy life, you put a fucking smile on your face, you find new activities that that make you come alive and that are fun to do, play with your children, have fun with your children. You do that and it's like putting coals on her head because she will either see, man, this guy's actually enjoying life or she will go, fuck that, I don't wanna be a part of that. He's just all into this woo-woo stuff now and psychology, blah, blah, blah. We've had many guys who started a program in the very first four weeks, all we cover is communication. It's all we cover is communication. And we teach you specific things to strategies, how to communicate with your wife through what you're going through. And they'll start practicing what we call power triangles and some of these setting the narrative tools, some of this stuff. And their wife will go, why are you talking to like a therapist? And they're like making fun of him for him trying to grow. And, and, and my response to that is, why does that make you feel uncomfortable? Why, why, does, why does her knock on you make you feel uncomfortable? Is the work for you or is it for her? Because if it's for her, you might as well not even do it my way. You might as well just fucking go and beg and manipulate. You might as well go find one of these programs. That's all they teach you to do is to manipulate your wife back into bed with you. That's not what we teach. And I've tried that way. I trust me. I tried that way. And while it worked momentarily, it did not fix the problem. One of the times my wife, I say one of the times because she left me multiple times, I used sex as the way to get her back. And we had lots and lots of sex, even had another child. And that did not produce change or transformation in the marriage. In fact, it debilitated the marriage to the point where it broke down so far, I had nothing left. And I wasn't honest with myself about how I felt about her. It led me into all kinds of dysfunction to the point where I was like, what am I doing? Who am I? I've lost myself. I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. And so that's, that's why I tell guys all the time, like, don't use sex as your weapon. Sex is a powerful tool in a, in a marriage when two people are committed to each other. It's a very powerful tool, especially for communication. Uh, communicating through sex is an amazing thing. But when you use it outside the context of that, it can bring destruction. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's just Joel Yingling. So I just started three days this morning. Son woke up late, calmly asked her to help, look, took a grab at me. What have you done? What have you two done without me? Then sent her text. I didn't like the way she talked to me. All she said is, okay, did she understand me? Um, hard to say, Joel, because uh, obviously you're giving me like a short, a short thing. The boundary is, you know, I don't appreciate you speaking to me that way. Uh, next time you have a problem, please bring it up in a more civilized manner or something like that. So it's fine that you did that. Um, did she understand you? I have no idea. <laughs> if she said, okay, then it's possible that you set the boundary and, and, and you got that. So good on you for taking a stab at it, for sure. Uh, dealing with my wife now, backlash is like the ocean. Yep, of course. It is definitely like that. Surrounded by better men, you become better men. Yep. Tips for blocking and dissolving toxicity. I don't know about blocking and dissolving toxicity. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah, I just uh, want to kind of polarize, yeah. guys. The quality of your experience is directly related to the quality of the questions that you ask. Sometimes yep. we just need to ask better questions or frame it in a way that can yield better answers. So in terms of tips for blocking and dissolving toxicity, 
um, try reframing the question and we can kind of speak into that. Um, Cause I, I don't think it would be progressive to even dive into tips for blocking and dissolving. Cause that just kind of feels like manipulation and control to me. Yeah. He, he clarifies it. I'll get back to it. Um, what about a wife who says she doesn't feel like she fits and loves you, but isn't in love with you anymore. I mean, I've answered this a million times. Says the problem is with her and not me. Says I'm great. Seems like she's going through a midlife crisis, understands that working in a relationship could help, but says she doesn't have the interest or bandwidth to work on it. Uh, Eric, a lot of times these are affairs in disguise. Uh, I'll just be honest with you. A lot of times women have moved on emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, and, it, and if that's the case, like you trying to figure out and understand her behavior and understand these things, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Um, at the end of the day, like whether or not a wife is having an affair or not really doesn't even matter. That's why we don't like to even talk about it like we used to. Um, what we found is you're still just, you're just focused on her and that focus on her isn't helping you one bit because you trying to make sense of what your wife is doing, what she's saying, all that stuff doesn't matter. Um, it's confusing. That's the thing is right. It's like, it's kind of like you just woke up one day and you were drowning and someone's like giving you like some sort of a, 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 a hand to try to hold you out of the water. But you're like, how did I even get here? How is this even happening? Right. And you're like looking up at us going, I, I don't even remember getting into the water. Like, how did I end up here? Like, I thought everything was fine. How am I drowning all of a sudden? Right. That's what you feel in that moment. But in that moment, that's not the time to ask those questions. It's not the time to ask those questions of like, like, well, what happens here? What do I do? What do I do? Just follow my guidance, follow my voice. I'm giving you the plan right now. The plan is to work on you. The plan is to work on you. And it's not the, just the physical work. It's the emotional work, the emotional work of becoming a mature man, empowered man. Like the product we sell is not thrive. It's empowered man. What we literally sell to men is for the ability and the, the group, the success, the container of becoming empowered in everything that you do. That means that you aren't just walking through life, just kind of figuring this thing out. It, yeah, you're missing pieces of the puzzle. Exactly. And, and that's what happens is so many guys is like, they're just trying to figure shit out and, and they're, they're all over the place. And then you're like in this place where you're drowning and you're like, what do I do? And I'm like telling you, dude, this is what you got to do to get out of this situation. Okay. And if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. And they're like, yeah, but I need to understand why I'm here. I need to understand all this stuff. I'm telling you, we can do that. But the first thing what I got to do is get you out of the fucking water. And before we get you out of the, like, like until you latch onto our arm, till you latch onto the people who have strength, have been there, have done this over 3000 times, you're going to be flailing in the water. And so it's time to stop doing that. It's time to stop flailing and start moving forward. So we created two things for you guys. One is our five day challenge. It's literally 27 bucks. If you are a guy who you're like, man, I ain't got a ton of money, but I want to at least get started with some sort of help. That is the first place I recommend going. Joey just dropped the link there, our five-day challenge. It's every single day for five straight days, you're going to get an assignment, a training, and an exercise to do every single day. Guys have said, I would have paid $1,000 to go through that five-day training. It's that freaking good. It's some of my best content packaged in a way to help you get clarity on what's going on what's going on in this room right now? What's, what are you happening? What do you need to do? Where do you need to go? It's cohesive, progressive, like Joey's saying there, helps you move from point A to point B. That point B is get clarity on what you need to do, how to move forward, understand the next 90 days, the vision you want to have for yourself, uh, and understand some of the basic things of boundaries, manipulation, like we talk about all that stuff in there to help you move forward so that you're not stuck in this shit that you're in. That's 
our five-day challenge. Thrive is a totally different experience. It is a 90-day program. It is a group intensive program. Uh, we have guys like, like Robbie's here, he's changed his life. Um, Lucas, he's on here. Uh, we have all kinds of guys that have been through that program and are still in that program, have gone on to, to be coaches or gone on to be other uh, aspects of our program. And essentially over 90 days, we take you from point A of my wife has all the control. Uh, I'm a fucking disconnected man. I have no help, no support to becoming a man who is empowered in every dimension of life, because it's not about the relationship. If you, you come into this group and that's the first thing you're thinking is like, man, this is about my wife and how she's treating me and, and how she wants out of the marriage. And I'm sitting here telling you, bro, that sucks, but that's not the worst of your problems. The worst of your problems is that you're a disempowered man. That's the worst of your problems. You are a disempowered man and it's showing up in your marriage. And that's the reason you're finally willing to get help is because you are disempowered in other dimensions of life. This isn't the only area. And some of you are killing it in business, but I'm telling you what, and, and maybe Robbie can attest to this, you start, you start becoming an empowered man, you start killing it even more in business. You start killing it even more in other relationships. You start killing it more in other areas. You're playing small. And that's why you are where you are at, because you're a disempowered man. And so if you are a kind of guy where you're like, man, I need help. I need help. I, need to, I can't figure this shit out on my own. I've been trying it on my own. It's not working. And I, I want to get into a more structured environment with, what do we got, like 95 guys in there right now that are a part of this program that are yeah. leveling themselves up. We got CEOs all the way down to just regular employees. It doesn't, you don't have to be a, a certain level of guy. Yeah, there's an investment. Yeah, it's sacrifice. Yeah, it's fucking hard. It's not easy. It's not for everyone. It's not. That's why we have our five-day challenge. Because we want guys to get into a place emotionally and mentally to where they're ready to invest in themselves. And you're like, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared. What if it doesn't change? What if, dude, I'm telling you, there's no way you can fail if you come in and do the work. 100% of the time, if you do the work, you win. You may not win your wife back. You may not even win your old marriage back, but you will win. You will win. Why? Because you become empowered. So yeah. when we say, well, what happens if I don't, if I do the work and she doesn't do the work, you still win. And it's not about beating her. It's about winning in fucking life. Because at the end of the day, that's all you have. When you get to the end of your life and you're on your deathbed, she may or may not be there. She may have already died. She may have already divorced you, but you can't escape you. Your children, your grandchildren are going to look to you in this moment and go, did my dad become empowered or did he stay a disempowered little bitch? Did he stay in his comfort zone because he was too afraid to open himself up, too afraid to be vulnerable with other men, too afraid to, to cross that chasm and to becoming an empowered man and leveling up his life in a completely different way? I say it all the time, guys, if you'd have known me five years ago, you would have said, there's no way that guy will start empowered man because I was a disempowered little bitch. I allowed my wife to walk all the fuck over me. I allowed her to cheat. I allowed her to do things. And, and, and I did not take accountability for myself. And so when I look at the end of my marriage, I go, I take 100% accountability for how that marriage failed. I am 100% responsible. I'm not at fault. I am responsible. And that's what leaders do. We raise leaders around here. We take men who are fatherless, who didn't have good fathering, because most of you, 95% of you did not. That's why you're here. We help father you into a new place to where you can father your kids at a higher level. We got guys that didn't even know how to communicate with their own sons and daughters come through our program through Thrive and now are thriving in their communication with their sons and daughters because they finally have gotten the, the communication skills they needed to do that. 
This isn't about a program. This isn't about doing some assignments and venting on some calls. This is about a whole new fucking way of looking at life. Joey, what you got to say? Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. You know, this isn't just a program. This isn't just a 90 day course subscription. I hate all the bullshit words that guys use towards that. This is a <laughs> transformation. Yeah. Membership. It's not fucking Netflix. This is a commitment to you changing you because realistically you can either choose to sit there and play the blame game and feel the shame, or you can choose to commit yourself to something that will not only help you and your children, but it will collapse time. Yep. That is the greatest thing that we do. You know, I meet guys all the time that are like, man, I've been dealing with this for five years, seven years, 15 years. And then they go through Thrive and man, they have these realizations. They have these moments of breakdowns to break through. And sometimes that's necessary. But being in a community of men that call you out to call you forward, we're not here to demonize you, to villainize you, to make you feel more shame. We're here to speak into this and share with you, man, I've been through that. I know how that feels. And I can tell you, that you will get to the other side. Now I meet men all the time that tell us, I just don't know if I can get through this, but you can yep. and you will, but you need a sure fire process to get through it, to deal with the internal pain, to stop hitting the blame button, the she button, yep. all of these things that we get so good at doing because you can either choose to sit in your misery and try to vent to other people, or you can choose to take responsibility and start showing up for yourself. And for yeah. some of you, it may be the very first time that you've done that. And that's okay. But we're here to provide a light in dark spaces. Realistically, yeah. the only way out of how you're feeling is through. And sometimes discomfort is the cost of admission to the meaningful lives that you're all looking for. The Thrive Strategy Test is no bullshit. Uh, it's not just you're going to get on and someone's going to pitch you something. In fact, I would say most of the time we don't actually offer Thrive to guys because they're not ready for it emotionally. Um, and so when you get on there, it's really about unpacking a game plan for you that makes sense. Um, obviously, there's an investment and it does cost something. Guys, freedom isn't free. It costs something. And there's an investment associated with it. So don't get on thinking this is just some free coaching session. Yeah, they're going to coach you through some stuff. They're going to show you some things about yourself. You're going to get a couple aha moments like, holy fuck, I never saw that in myself. I never saw that. But be ready and willing to go, you know what? I'm going to count the cost here of living the way I've been living. And this shit ain't worth it anymore. I can't continue doing what I've been doing and be successful in life. This isn't for every man. We know that. It's for a population of men who've decided, I don't give a fuck about living this low life. I want to play, I don't, I don't want to play small anymore. I want to play big. And I'm telling you, we've got guys all the way from garbage men all the way up to CEOs. Like it's not about, oh, you got to be a business owner or whatever. You might even go, man, that's an investment. I've never made that kind of investment. I'm telling you over your years, if you look at your life, you've made investments like that. You just made them in the wrong things. You made them into a TV, a sports car, a, a vacation or whatever, all this other shit that we, we buy, but we don't prioritize ourselves. And this is about prioritizing you for the first time ever. Some of you are like, well, but my kids and all this. Yeah, dude, I want you to I want you to be able to support your kids. And no one's here trying to break your bank. But at the same time, this is going to cost something. So if you're in that position where you go, you know what? It's January, man. 2023 is here. 
I need to fucking do something. I need to change the way I've been showing up. I need to get around this men, this community of group, this community of men that's going to not just take my bullshit, but call me forward, call me out so they can call me forward. And I need to be a part of that. You can book that call right there. It's in the link uh, book where it says the training.empoweredman.co slash application. That's where you put the application in. We'll get on a call with you. We'll, we'll open you up to the things, guys. We will show you the things that you need to do. And if, hey, you decide, hey, you want to work with us? Great. Awesome. We'll have you in the team if we feel like you're a fit for what we do. And if not, then we'll give you some direction. We'll say, hey, you know what? This is what I think you should do. This is where you're at. And that's okay, too. Because again, guys, it's not for everyone. But we want to provide as many opportunities as possible for you, for our team. Our team is hungry to get on these calls. They love talking to you guys. They love helping you figure out some shit that you never saw before. So I want as many of you guys right now to just go ahead and click that link, fill out the application. We'll get on with you. It's not a commitment to buy anything. It's literally just a commitment to show up and see what happens. That's all we got for you guys today. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.